What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 54 of the WorkPrint's Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by the best co-host a man could ask for, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I was scared there for a second because we did didn't record last week because i was crazy busy and then i so, was and then i was sick uh i'm currently sick so my energy levels might be a little bit over the place this episode but um you know i was like let's push this back to wednesday and then you were like you're like yeah that's fine and then my wife's like we're going to your parents because your sister's in town and i was like oh no <laughs> and so I, it's been a little bit of a scheduling nightmare but i'm glad um no, I, i'm glad we're back no, I, and listen, and to your credit, he did ask me if I wanted to go ahead and record one and find someone else to be on um, last week and go ahead and do it. But it doesn't, I don't know. I I, I had a couple of people I could possibly could could do it with, but it just didn't feel right to do. I'd rather, I want to get a host on as a third, like a co uh, guest on as a the third first and stuff like that before I start recording without you. Yeah, um, so uh, open auditions. Just send your audition tape to yeah, wordprint at right, gmail.com. Right. Um, we'll be taking on third host suggestions. Yeah, and honestly, if you weren't sick this week, I would have gave you a hard time about last week and laid everything to blame at your feet. But because you are under the weather and you're being a trooper and still doing it this week so we don't miss another week, I appreciate that. So. Yeah, no, and like last week was a whirlwind of situations. It was. Ramadan was ending, and so, um, you know, Wednesday was the last day of our fast, but Tuesday, like, my brother and my niece flew into town. Wednesday was the last day of Ramadan, so, like, you know, we were setting up and running last-minute errands. So, like, if you're not to know, uh, the end of Ramadan signifies, like, the beginning of Eid, which is, like, the Muslim Christmas equivalent. So, you know, it's just getting everything in place for that. Um, Thursday was the actual holiday, so we were running around. We had my um, brother's uh, wife uh, fly in with our son um, and so you know we're hosting there we were ha- going out for dinners um, and then um, what was Friday Friday was prep for the baby shower because I'm having a baby and so then Saturday was the actual baby shower itself which is Mario Brothers themed and not a single person believed when I said it wasn't my idea <laughs> uh, that's awesome I would have thought for sure yeah I wouldn't believe that at all I would have thought for sure that was your idea yeah uh, so uh, because of COVID, um, and my sister-in-law is also pregnant, um, who's due in like less than a month, um, my wife didn't really, like my sisters live uh, away, my younger sister's in Chicago, my older one's in Houston, uh, my uh, wife really didn't have anyone that was able to plan her baby shower, so we're like, well, just do it ourselves, and so I was, gonna, I was thinking of something like elegant, nice, <laughs> and she was like, I want it Mario themed and I was just like how am I going to explain this to people and it came out great I'll send you pictures afterwards yeah so um, I, I have a question is it was it Mario themed or was it baby Mario themed baby Mario themed uh, okay. so we created this backdrop a lot of baby Mario stuff was from like Mario Kart like a lot of Mario party stuff is birthday themed so we had to like adapt a lot of it to fit into like a baby shower theme and it, it, you know yeah, it came gotcha. out pretty nice yeah. um I, you know, my wife did the planning. I handled the execution. Um, you know, it was it was a great time. I think a lot of people had fun. It was, you know, we had it outdoors. We rented a tent. Um, the tent people were supposed to come Thursday in the afternoon. They didn't arrive until Thursday at midnight to set up the tent. And you could just oh, only God. imagine. <laughs> or Not Thursday, sorry, Friday. Friday at midnight. And the event was Saturday. Um, and you could only just imagine our panic where we have, like, 
about 15 hours and we don't know if we have tent tables and chairs um so what business does anything at midnight like how is that how is that even possible we called them in the afternoon to understand uh when they were actually going to come over and set up the tent and they were it was like five o'clock and they're like yeah no they're setting up they're creating the tents in the factory right now and they're going to be bringing them over in the trucks and we're just like what and we're like okay whatever and they're like every time we call they'll get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and then it, it was just a nightmare situation but that you know to their credit they came in they set it up really fast and the party was a blast um and then it came up the next day at 7 a.m and picked it up so uh <laughs> i i can't complain too much yeah it, i mean it was, all, it was slightly stressful but it all worked out yeah all's well that ends well right yeah no i had a a fairly busy not entire week but definitely weekend so this past weekend sunday actually uh, one of my best friends was getting married and i was a groomsman i'm in the bridal party and they're getting married in northern virginia so it's about a four and a half hour five hour drive for me depending on traffic and so you're you're still pretty north in virginia aren't you i'm pretty north in virginia yeah that's, um, that's pretty insane if that's no, so, still the drive. No, no, no. I meant, sorry. Did I say North Virginia? Yes. The wed- No, sorry. The wedding's in North New Jersey. Okay. There you yes. go. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for correcting me. Yes. The wedding is in, yeah, no, I'm like, there's like 10 minutes left of Virginia. That's how far yeah. north I am. No. Uh, north New Jersey. And so the way it was going to work is I was going to pick my tux up on Thursday, you know, get a haircut pack on friday we're gonna leave saturday morning at eight and then we weren't sure what we were gonna do about sunday night because the sunday wedding was a sunday night wedding the ceremony didn't start till 6 p.m reception at 7 reception doesn't end till 11 50 i was supposed to get my second dose of the vaccine this morning actually I got a call Thursday from the pharmacy saying, hey, we have available time slots Friday and the doses if you'd like to come and get it early. I have court. I had court today. I have court tomorrow. I have court Thursday. I have court like every day this week in multiple cases. And so I was like, you know what? It's probably a better idea for me to get it Friday because if I do have some side effects, at least I can just kind of like, you know, grin and bear it and stuff like that. Whereas like I, I cannot be laid out for court. There's I, other people on the line. Yeah, I mean, uh, the amount of brain fog as a side effect that I've had from uh, the both vaccines is enough to be like, I don't know how you take a court case. <laughs> right. And so I go, you know what? Let's do it. Right. Let's do it Friday. Let's do it first thing in the morning. So I pick up my tux Thursday. Friday morning, 830 a.m. I get my second shot. And I got Moderna. And everybody's like, well, of the vaccines, the Moderna one has the worst side effects. 8.30 a.m. around, I get my shot. I go, I get a haircut. Um, I run a, a couple errands I need to get done. And then I'm like, the rest of the day, I'm just going to relax, save my energy, stay hydrated. My wife and I decide to, she got her shot at 4 p.m. on Friday because we were scheduled for the same day Tuesday. So she switched to Friday as well, but she couldn't do it earlier. I feel sore around the arm a little tired but for the most part i'm like hey if this is it like you know good 
Thank God. We decided to go to bed at 8 o'clock so that we could just rest up, be, have as much energy as possible Saturday morning. At 8.30 p.m., we're still laying in bed, and I turn to my wife, and I'm like, hey, can we put on the heat? It's a little chilly tonight. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no. It's like when in those old TV shows where they would stop, and then the narrator would come on and be like, it was at this point he knew he messed up. And so she leans over, she grabs a thermometer, and she checks my temperature. And she's like, yeah, 103.8. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I take Tylenol. And the whole night, I am just, like, tense and stiff from this fever, trying not to shake, you know, trying not to put on extra layers because that's actually the worst thing you could do. Right, you want to get your temperature mm. down, putting on extra layers, even though it might stop the shivering. It's just going to raise your temperature up. And so, I'm also trying my best to sleep. And so, what ends up happening is I actually have these like pseudo hallucinations, where I think because I had just finished Resident Evil Eight, which we'll talk about, I started like my fever. I was manifesting it as some sort of like lichen like monster trying to grip me <laughs> and so <laughs> and like anytime my fever would break and come back it was just like a new monster i don't know man it was it was weird but i'm i'm dealing with it as best i can i keep telling myself like this this is gonna pass like this is normal i knew this was coming i knew this could happen i'm gonna get through it right around 1 a.m and and my wife is being amazing the whole time she's like checking on me constantly doing everything she can and luckily she is a physician so she knows what to do at 1 a.m because of the fever i felt nauseous and so i got up started walking to the bathroom to i was gonna go vomit i am nauseous and i got up too quickly so i'm like dizzy i fall on my way to the bathroom and I fall right on my right arm, my dominant arm, which also happens to be the arm I get the shot in. Why did you get it in the dominant oh, arm? Oh, because I'm an idiot. Listen, everybody's <laughs> like, in my head, I'm like, oh, you know, you move your 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 dominant arm more. So, like, it ends up, I don't, listen, I'm an idiot. Let's just, when it comes to this, that was the wrong move. Do you sleep on your dominant side? I sleep on my back, actually. Okay, so that's, um, that's fine yeah. then. Um, And so... And I fall, and this part of my room, just outside my bathroom, is tile. Now, I, I fall down on the tile. The tile is nice and cool, and I start <laughs> feeling better. I don't have to vomit anymore. So my wife ends up getting me ibuprofen and I and a pillow, and I just sleep on the tile from 1 a.m. on. Um, at one point, though, I'm laying there, and I finally, like, I'm not nauseous anymore. I can open my eyes, and I thought I made it to just in front of my toilet i wasn't even close to my toilet man i like if i had thrown up it would have been a disaster and so the one problem and from that point on i started to feel better and i was actually able to sleep now granted i woke up i was incredibly sore from sleeping on the tile and exhausted i told you my wife got her shot at 4 p.m well around 1 a.m is when her fever starts so just as I'm starting to, like, calm down, she gets hers, and she's miserable. 
So obviously we don't leave as early as we'd like, but we still leave fairly early Saturday. I drive for the first hour. My wife's all annoyed that I'm only going five above the speed limit and we've got to, we've got to get there. <laughs> so she makes me switch out with her, which was probably the, the right move anyway, because I was still exhausted. She, she ended up being sicker for longer because she also had a, a little bit of a fever Saturday night, but I was more dramatic in my side effects as men are yeah right exactly i always tell my wife i was like hey if i'm not feeling well i'm not gonna put on a tough face i'm just gonna milk it like why shouldn't i if i don't feel well i'm not just gonna i'm just gonna take the time and rest and complain about it i would expect the same from anybody else when i finally felt better and stuff like that my wife was like i knew you were gonna be like this (laughs) and so we drive to philly to drop off my kids with my brother we get up to north jersey it's about three o'clock the rehearsal is at 4 30 my wife meets up with two of our friends who also left from, from northern virginia my best friend who left from northern virginia because he's also in the wedding party we go up there we meet up with them go to the rehearsal rehearsals at 4 30 rehearsal dinner at 5 30 then some of them come to the room after because it's the first time in you know a year and a half Plus, actually, because it was even time before that was the last time all of us were actually together, like in person, mm-hmm. you know, actually the last time the group of us were all together like this was the last time we were together in person oh, for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. that uh, was whew. four years. Yeah, ago, that was, that was like a that, while right? back. And so so they come to the hotel room and we're hanging out. We end up going to bed not too late, like 11, 1130, something like that. And like I said, my wife was feeling sick that night, too. So, again, not the, the best sleep ever. Next day for a 6 p.m. ceremony, I'm part of the party. I have to be there 11 a.m. I was oh supposed my to, God. originally supposed to be there at, 6, at 10 a.m., but the groom himself was running a little late. So gave us an extra hour to kind of sleep and, and get ready. So from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., hanging out with, with the groomsmen, getting ready, taking pictures, doing all the stuff you do beforehand. And also, of course, consuming some alcohol. Which, you know, of course, after flu-like symptoms is right. the right remedy. Right. A hundred percent. And hey, listen, I was interspersing water. I was staying hydrated. <laughs> but so then... We have the ceremony, and at this point, I I make the decision that, I, you know, I'm not going to drink at the reception because I am going to have to drive home because my wife did have a bad night the night before. So I have a little bit of caffeine and then have the ceremony. Ceremony was beautiful. Loved the wedding. Uh, went to the reception. Like I said, the reception was supposed to go until 11.50. We ended up leaving. My wife and I ended up leaving at 11. Um, the mix of you know it, it's I, i'm sure you've been in this situation before but when you're somewhere where everybody else is is drinking or even if they're just partying and having a good time because they know they're gonna stay there yeah. that night versus it's hard for me to not be like i still have this long drive ahead of me mm-hmm. right and so at 11 o'clock we're like you know what let's go um Let's head out. By the time I got back home to Virginia, 
and get to bed, it's 5 a.m. Oh, my God. I get to sleep four or five hours, and then I've got, like, four or five back-to-back-to-back client meetings <laughs> that I have to take. And then today I have court, and like I said, I have court every day the rest of the week. I am exhausted. Um, that being said, very happy to be doing this podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as we kick it off with 20 yeah. minutes of backstory of what uh, we've been up to. Of how, uh, ti- of how tired we were. Yeah. No, uh, um, yeah, it's, I, I had no idea you were in, in the area. I mean, it sounds like you were busy with the rehearsal dinner, but had I known, I would have tossed you a invite to the baby shower. Oh, um, yeah, no, yeah. that would have, that, I mean, I was so busy, I don't know if I, I could have yeah, no, made it over, but I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. But you and your wife doing better now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're both, we're both just tired. That's yeah. all it is now. And I mean, I still have a little soreness at the site when I rub mm-hmm. it, but yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things where it helped me a lot like I said, is I knew this could happen. Yeah. And I just kept telling myself that. And so I wasn't at no point was I like freaking out or, or I, and I think all things considered the things that I could control, like my attitude about it and stuff like that. Like I wasn't whining and and complaining. Mm -hmm. Um, You were just on the floor uh, pretending. You're just like, Chris, hold me with your big arms. (laughs) Oh my God. We're going to get into that. Chris yes. and his big arms. Um, but actually, let's just go ahead. Let's go right into it. So, Bilal, let's talk about what we've been playing for the past, you know, two weeks or so. And the, the reality is, is I don't even know if I would have had that much to talk about last week. So it's much better that it came into that. We ended up doing it this week because this week I, I have significantly more starting with Resident Evil 8. You played it. You beat it as well, correct? Yeah, I was ready to talk about this on last week's podcast. Just like I said, I just couldn't get around to it. And this is a game that when you start playing it, you don't want to stop. Um, the pacing of this game is so good. I mean, it is it is a near perfectly paced game, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that I had that exact same response where I wanted to keep playing. I I if I could have, I would have played this in one sitting, if I'm being honest. I would still be playing it if there was yeah. no more game to be played. Yeah. It, uh, it, and look, I, I want to apologize about one thing. When I talked about the Resident Evil 8 demo, uh, when I played that village section, I had mentioned there was like, I did not enjoy the controls for uh, that demo. And there's a specific reason for that. And it, and it happened to me again when I played that full game. For whatever reason, uh, and I'm playing this on the PS5, um, uh, so you know, DualSense controller. I'm I'm trying to play this, and I've, I'm trying to turn with um, Ethan, and it, the camera is just lagging behind. Everything just felt like I was pl- like sluggish and whatnot. And it turns out, for whatever reason, my DualSense controller, when it, it was creating some sort of latency between uh, the controller and the console, so everything was just delayed. If I pressed the, uh, up on the D-pad, it was just inputting three times, uh, and so like everything was just dramatically wrong. And so like my first hour and a half with this game was just miserable. I was like, I was like, why does it suck to aim? Like I can't hit anything. Uh, and so I uh, then went back to the menu, the PlayStation Home menu, and uh, I went to the settings to just like see if there's a controller update. And even when I was going through that. It was, I was getting that input lag. So I'm like, okay, it's not the game. It's the controller. So right. I switched over to my second controller, and it was day and night difference. Um, and so, like, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of sad that, you know, I did kind of trash that demo a few weeks back. I mean, it still wasn't a great demo in my eyes. Um, but, 
it, it you know when it comes to controls it, it it does control well it plays well uh i actually really came to, around to liking the dual sense controls like the, the stuff with the triggers um like one of the unique things that the dual sense controller does do is um in resident evil one of the traits on guns is reload speed or fire rate or rate of fire and so when you're like firing the shotgun you can't just like hit r2 or right trigger um to just fire off shots like you get a te- you actually feel the tension of like when you can fire off that second one with like the shotgun or the rifle and like it's a re- it's a real cool uh, mechanic uh, that you know it didn't get into the way this time around uh, you know and it was one of those things I really enjoyed. Yeah, no, and real quick, just a quick, not mm-hmm. to do it Resident Evil eight at all. You just reminded me because you talked about feeling bad that you had trashed the the demo. I have to issue an apology to it takes two. I we misspoke that the voice actor for yes. the book, Doctor Hakim, that it was it was Joseph Ferris, the creator and creative director uh, of the game. It is another Joseph, which is where my confusion came into play, and it is actually the same voice as the dad. Oh. And so, and he is a, a, a he. I don't know if he's of Mexican descent or if he's Mexican American, but. I mean, to me, it's so it doesn't make the voice any better, <laughs> but it is. I I don't even think it makes it any less offensive, in my opinion. It still feels like somebody playing into a stereotype, but uh, it's not as bad <laughs> as the creative director who is not of you know um, Hispanic descent d- doing the voice. Uh, the voice is still terrible. The creative director or or. And, in the creator not terrible person yeah okay. and I, I remember even before last week's podcast that didn't happen you messaged you're like i need to make this correction yeah like right yeah so no i appreciate you bringing that one up yeah um yeah. and and so yes so i i it's funny that that you mentioned that because i actually think one of the things that resident evil 8 does so well and obviously we discovered it's because of the controller i was why that was happening is that it does just feel so good to play mm-hmm. i mean it, it it is so much fun i think resident evil uh 7 biohazard had done a fantastic job of translating this game into a first person game and that even the controls in that felt good i think they feel even better in um re village i think that one of the things and i don't want to get into i i think this game is so good and I really do highly recommend it to everybody. So I don't want to get into any spoilers. I don't even want to talk about things that I know are, are in the trailer and stuff like that. But I went into this ex- thinking that we were going to get a very uh, Resident Evil 2 like experience where the majority of your time is or Resident Evil 1 or where the majority of the time is in this one location. There was so much hype about Lady Dimitrescu and her castle that I anticipated that we'd spend some time in the village, a significant amount of time there. But this game does have different environments, right? Different biomes, if you want to call it Mm. that. And they are all drastically different. Yeah. And the the castle is like your traditional police station uh, from Resident Evil 2. Yes. But but done better than I think they've ever done it before, actually. Uh, And... (laughs) <laughs> there are there are moments in that castle where it just gets you are you are in a tight 
location and you have to run. Um, I'm not gonna say from what, but you just have to run. Yeah. And, it, and I remember tensing up so much from it. Uh, I know I have um, trashed uh, the uh, the Pulse headset for the PS5, but like the 3D audio on those things, really good. Uh, so so did you go into the settings and make sure ray tracing was on when you're playing yeah so ray tracing was uh, on for me automatically i turned on virtual surround sound okay yeah Yeah. so that's the other thing is i mean we've talked about this before is that i am when it comes to video games i am a bit of an audiophile Mm -hmm. and the sound design in this game is so good it is it might be the best part honestly of of this game i there are times where this game this game relies on different types of horror throughout mm. it right like i said i don't i don't want to get into spoilers and stuff like that but especially that second area i mean that second area especially the, the, the second area is that, one of the scariest moments in gaming and it's and it's a totally different scary than the first area is than yep. any of the, and in it's because of the sound design in it mm-hmm. and i mean I actually streamed this entire game, save for like there was a, a one night where I played like an hour and a half off stream, but it was just me doing like going backtracking and making sure getting stuff that required lockpicks and stuff like that. So the rest of the entire game, actually, I should strike that. The majority of the game is archived on my Twitch channel and I streamed it. There was that one hour and a half. There was also a part where I didn't realize it, but my power went out in one of the rooms and so my internet had cut out and so that part wasn't streamed and by the time i realized it i you know there's like a half hour chunk missing from the game as well but the majority of the game is up there you can go check it out if you want and so i actually played the entire game with my astro a50s (laughs) and so because that's what i use now when i stream just because the mic quality is much better than my uh, bang and olufsen headphones which I, part of me wants to go back and play this game just for myself with those just to see what that sounds like as well. But yeah, the audio design is is, is fantastic. I I want more <laughs> Resident Evil. I want more survival horror, horror games in general. I mean, I, I really do love this genre and I feel like there are there are smaller studios trying to give us more of that. I mean... I, like I want, I want to be able to grab those. Like I want to grab that snake key and put it in the sn- uh, snake key hole. You know, like it's it's sub- simple. I mean, none of these puzzles are complex, but it's just it's figuring it out. I think in the the fourth area that you end up going, like there is backtracking. It's finding the key right key items and uh, getting that done. Um, and you know, I, it it just it plays well because like the game is broken up into four sections, and like each section is like its own. It, it's kind of it's like its own thing. I mean, the element, the gameplay doesn't change drastically too much um, from each one. But like, what you're doing is just fun. It doesn't none, no section lasts longer than it needs to. Yeah, this um, game never overstays yeah. its welcome. I, I I think some of the criticisms I do have is that Ethan is he just accepts things that even I had a hard time um, just even dealing with, like. The entire, uh, I'm not going to say what the 
what you're doing right. in this right. game, but what you yeah. are doing is one of the most fucked up things I have seen <laughs> in a video game. Uh, especially if you are a parent or soon to be parent. Um, I oh like I never understood when uh, you and Jen talked about just like how you know once you have a kid how uh, like TV shows movies and stuff affect you and man. My kid's not even here yet, and I'm already getting teary-eyed around certain things, um, like uh, from from different shows and things like that. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's definitely, um, you know, I I wish they did Ethan better, but like everything, everyone else, like all the four lords that you come across in this game, um, fantastic visual performances, voice acting. Uh, like I, I wish we got more time with all of them. Uh, to be honest, like I understand why we don't, but uh, honestly, it's this is like the greatest hits of Resident Evil. E- even if you haven't played seven or any of the previous ones, play eight. It, it's yeah. it's it's not super scary. There are scary moments. I'll, I'll say that. But like seven is more horror. Eight is more. Uh, eight is it does definitely leans more into the action. Um, I but, yeah. I also think I I do think there. I think eight is different horror and i think even within it it gives you different types of horror right and so i think seven is very much the like tense always making you feel like you're on edge horror whereas we get we do get a taste of that in in one part and then you have your more traditional jump scare horror and then some body horror i mean yes it is more action knee and especially on the the back end but i think that's part of why i love to play the game so much is because it does feel fresh all the way through in my opinion yeah and, and it's it's funny because i remember watching the trailers for resident evil village and then going uh, vampires werewolves oh, this is a series about a corporation making yeah. uh, a virus that turned people into zombies like, like like how did we get here and like the answers are batshit, but it works, yeah, and I love it, right. and I yeah. want more of it. <laughs> I agree a hundred and ten percent. Now, I, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. talk too much more on it because I do want people to go out and play. But we do have to talk about Chris. Yes, everybody knows he's in the game. That dude is juiced out of his <laughs> mind. Oh my god! How, you know what? This this is ah. See, this is this is the biggest spoiler. So yeah. you gotta be careful. In my opinion. When that man, just know that when that man takes off his jacket, oh boy. How does he find a shirt that fits him like that? That's not a shirt. You did you? If you look close enough, it's just black paint. <laughs> it has to he's be. Just, he just got to paint it on. <laughs> that is the tightest we were talking about. I was talking with this. Actually, I think during the stream, my friends were watching as well. That is the tightest shirt I've ever seen. I mean, that it, it's almost like he got an athletic shirt perfectly tailored to him. And they've balked him down from Resident Evil 5, where he was he was roiding in Resident Evil 5. But here he's like, he might have like taken a step back from the roids, I, so but like I, not no, much. I, 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 oh my gosh, I don't know, man. Yes, he was, he was insanely bulky in Resident Evil 5, but I think that was a, a hardware limitation. <laughs> and that's why the animation is like that. Because I think he is more juiced now than he is. You know what he reminds me of? If... If Resident Evil Five, I bet you, is more like WWE era Rock, mm-hmm. and and RE Eight is like Rock right now, like about to be Black Adam Rock. This dude is yoked. Yeah. It is 
nuts. I expect uh, The Rock to play him in a movie. Oh my god. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I think one of my favorite mods, and I sent this in our Discord chat, is where you pl- replace Ethan's daughter Rosemary with Chris Redfield. And it's just the funniest looking image. Um, and, you know, I, I know there's been a lot of fun mods out there. Um, yeah. Resident Evil Village already. But um, everything with Chris, it just gives me a good laugh. Um, but, yeah, and and you're right. As far as the, the all the supporting actors around Ethan and characters and stuff like that, I mean, the performances are over the top. and And some of them are very, like, you know, scene chew- chewing, mm-hmm. you know, but it works it, in the best it, possible way. Yeah, it's like exactly it, what you want it, from it, something it, like this. It carries you through. And especially with all the villains in this game, like um, it gives you a reason to not maybe hate them, but it gives them character and you're like, you're excited to face off against them. Um, yeah. I, the map in this game is one of the best maps I've seen in, in video games. 100%. It is, you know, it shows you what's cleared, what's not. And sometimes like, going like it's red on your map if a building it hasn't been 100 percent cleared it turns blue if once it does um it does a good job at showing you where uh certain treasures can be uh even the treasures themselves you can take them and sell them to the duke um for money and the game's very generous in what it gives to you uh, uh in terms of that sales but like some of them can be combined uh like you find a dull head or a dull body you can combine it and you get more uh for combining them and selling it um there's like a weird cooking mini game with animal meat. So if you get animal meat, don't sell it. Just make sure you feed it to the the duke to get like stat uh, uh, upgrades. <laughs> I, like, I like feed it to the duke. Make yeah. sure you give it to the duke. Yeah. yeah. So um, my I think I I have two minor complaints with this game. I thought the ray tracing made areas very dark. Um, uh, like it, where there is enough light, it it works. But like. I was playing around with that brightness in some situations just to be able to see in the dark. Uh, and I don't know if that was by design. I'm not sure if it was a PS5 thing or not. Yeah, uh-huh. I, don't, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't I didn't have any situations like that. Um again, again, I'm playing mm-hmm. on Series X. I don't yeah. know if that's what it is or if it was just maybe a settings thing between yeah. our, our, the two of us or different TV whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um but yeah, I didn't have Looked, Any, and yeah. I'm, I, I get actually pretty upset when I play a game and there are sections like that where things are too dark, where you, you just there's no readability at all yeah. in the environment. Yeah, because like, I didn't that, have that problem. That fourth section and some of the houses in the village were just like, I was like, what am I looking at? I was just like, oh, yeah, like, no, I, like, I definitely didn't have like, that I had to wait. It's kind of cool because the thing with ray tracing is it's giving you like dynamic light, like how it would actually react. So like you walk into like a dark building and you have to wait for your like your eyes to adjust as like the light bounces off. Yeah. Um, so you know it, that that part's pretty neat, um, and I think the other issue I had was the PS5 desperately needs variable refresh rate um, because when the frames do drop, it is very noticeable in Resident Evil Eight. I I didn't I didn't have, but uh, do you have? Uh, I do. Yes, I on do. the Series X, it, it does exist. That's, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, did you not? Like I said, not to give spoilers away. There is a there is one section in particular that is very very action heavy yes very very action heavy where there's a lot of enemies just constantly coming until you do what you need to do 
Uh, did the frame rate drop during that part or? No, it was just, it, it was random. Sometimes like it was just like walking through the village and like you go through oh, a building. Yeah. And it, weird. It, 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 it wasn't enough to be distracting, but it does right. happen occasionally. And, yeah. you know, because I was, I was playing through that and I was playing, jumping through other games as well where it was a lock 60 and like you can tell the smoothness difference um, between the two. Yeah. Uh, and so it was just. You know, I I know Sony said variable refresh rate is coming. I just kind of wish it was here already because uh, yeah. it, it does make a big difference. I've seen it work. Uh, you know, actually, when it's working, you don't even notice because everything yeah. is just smooth. Right. <laughs> uh, right. It, it, like, it looks good. Um, but, like, it, you know, it'd be a welcome update. So I know Sony's busy on that um, update. But, uh, you know, if, if you're leaning one way or the other, uh, I chose PS5 mostly because... Um, I game shared it with my cousin. Uh, Save half the price. Um, uh, see, I chose Series X, and I got it through GameFly. Uh, funny interaction. I actually so GameFly that game released on the seventh, correct? I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was like last Friday. Yeah. And I GameFly for whatever had it releasing on the eighth. And so on the 7th, I actually tweeted out, man, I love Gamefly and I really think it's a great service, but it's times like these with all the talk of Resident Evil Village that I'm just sigh. And, you know, uh, they actually (laughs) tweeted me back. And let's see, what was their response? Uh, One second, one second. So you used your um, big stack of followers on uh, Twitter. Your <laughs> uh, how many do you have here, Rob? Listen, are you are you gonna shame me right now with? Let's uh, see your your seventy four followers to get GameFly to bend your will. <laughs> Listen, don't just because I'm in a position of power. All right, don't try to guilt me into using it. So this is exactly what I wrote. I wrote, man, I really do love GameFly. I think it is super useful. But today, when RE Games Resident Evil Village is out and I'm waiting, sigh. And then they responded, we appreciate you. And then put a gift of Yoda saying, patient you must have, my young Padawan. And so I thought that was, you know, pretty good. That that, that was a cute interaction. And then the next day, it said that it had shipped. And it was like Christmas Day for me when I got the notification on my phone. And so by, I think, Monday or Tuesday. I think by Tuesday is when I was playing. So that's why I said it's probably better that this got delayed a week. Because by that point, I would have maybe started it but not actually finished it. And I, I played it. Uh, I think I played it Wednesday and Thursday. It was done by Thursday night. Yeah. No, it, yeah. And I think oh, I watched the end of your stream um, on Monday as I laid sick in bed. Um, it was funny. I woke up like at 9 a.m. I had already called out of work um, the night before. Um and I was just like, I'm up, I fed the cats, but I want to, I don't want to like go back to sleep, but I just want to lay here. So I opened up Twitch and I saw that you had streamed it. So I fired up that last stream. Uh, and you came in around right under 10 hours, like nine hours, 46 minutes. Uh, I came in around 10 hours, 10 minutes uh, with it. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's a quick playthrough, but there is definitely re- replayability. Like you get these campaign credits where you can use to unlock unlimited ammo and guns or new guns or Um, a new mode. Yeah. Or a new mode. That's actually how you unlock the mercenaries mode, which I thought was cool. And, and obviously at first I was like, man, that's kind of like, 
that you have to use these credits to unlock it. But then I saw in the mercenary mode is like 10 credits. So it's like, oh, obviously someone beats it. They unlock it. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, no, I, like I said, I rented through this game, rented this through game fly and I'm not the kind of person who plays campaign focused games over and over again. It's just never been me. However, this is a game, a game that once there's a sale on, xbox live and i can get it digitally and stuff like that for say half the price mm-hmm. that i will buy it i will play it uh, a second time and a third time and a fourth time and i actually want to see if i can try to get my time down as fast as possible on the completion um and you know speaking of playing games again i actually played titanfall 2's campaign a well, uh, another time because it did get that FPS boost. I, I, I'm actually really mad at myself because I missed that news story uh, in our last podcast uh, because there's a whole bunch of games from EA that got that 120 uh, FPS boost. Yeah, so I played it. Uh, it The game still holds up. I mean, it looks almost as good as any game that's been released in the past year or so. It still is. We talk about games that Resident Evil Village being perfectly paced titanfall 2 is a first person campaign that is perfectly paced i mean it just builds and builds and and builds and it introduces new things almost every single level and it is a tight package i think i beat it and granted i by this point i had played so much titanfall i've played so much apex legends that even some of the skill i've picked up in that i'm now translating into titanfall where i am running on walls and just hip firing people instead of aiming down the sights to quickly kill them and stuff like that and weapon swapping and stuff that like until apex legends i wouldn't do in a shooter i'd do your typical kind of just like hang back kill you know yeah. start clear move forward clear whereas now i played way more aggressive than i played my first time through and i i really really enjoyed it i mean there's not much more to say about that if you have uh, Game Pass Ultimate and Game Pass and you haven't played Titanfall 2, you absolutely should, especially if you enjoy Apex Legends. Um, yeah, and like it, it's funny that you mentioned like that both Resident Evil 8 and Titanfall 2 are these, like, these tight packages. And it, it's kind of like that palette cleanser I needed for both because having the time to play through like some of these longer games, uh, you know, I've been talking about Yakuza for so long, uh, it takes, you know, those games eat up a lot of time and just being able to go through one so quickly felt nice but when they're so nice nice and tightly packaged it becomes a problem because i just want more of it yeah (laughs) and and it's frustrating because i want something maybe like similar to outriders or it's just like once i'm done with it i'm like okay you know i I got everything i I needed out of it and uh that's it but um i I, yeah i just want uh, the shorter uh, smaller games um I want more of them just because I know my life is life is busy <laughs> and there's a lot to play, especially in the next in the coming weeks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, besides that, I'm just going to go through the other two things I've been playing real mm-hmm. quick and then you can, you can list off the rest of the stuff you've been playing because I only have a couple of thoughts on them. I played that game Hood Outlaws and Legends. What which is this? Out, this is a four. It's a PVPVE. Okay. So it's four on four. It's class based. There are four classes, and it's set in the Robin Hood universe, right? So one person is Robin, one is Maid Marian, 
one is little john and then there's uh took who's like you know your your monk character or whatever. Can, can i ask was matt little john and did he just go around saying what all the time? <laughs> no so matt plays as as robin or, or marion for the most part and so it the way it works is the teams start on opposite sides of this map you have to find there are ai enemies and one of them is the sheriff right and on the sheriff is a key you have to steal the key from the sheriff go to the vault grab the treasure that's in the vault and then take it to one of these areas where you can unload the treasure and then crank a wench right to pull it up onto the boat and there's like a progress bar and the team to actually get it on wins okay and so you can there's combat between the teams there's combat between you and the ai and actually stealthily killing the ai will help recharge your like ultimate ability every class has a different one every class has a like gear uh ability the one thing though is that it doesn't matter who pits the treasure on the crank and who cranks it the most is just who gets that final little bit. So it's kind of the, like the divisions, uh, multiplayer. Yes. Dark zones. Yes. Yes. Except when you're cranking the wench, there is a progress bar. And so every check mark you get to, if you stop, it, it goes back to that, right? That's where you left off. Mm-hmm. And so you do get bonus gold each time you're the one that crosses that, that check mark. But at the end of the day, the bulk of the gold goes to whoever gets that final one. Um, I think that once you get the hang of the combat in the game and the actual... Um, Is it third person or first? Strategy. It's third person. Okay. The actual strategy involved in it. I do think it's a good time. I also think it very much requires a team of four people who know each other who are talking. So you're saying this is just your new uh, substitute for Smite? No, I am saying that this is probably a game that in a couple of weeks I'm going to be talking about how I wish there was more content. I wish it was just a little bit better, a little bit more polished, and that that game had a ton of potential but ultimately fell flat. That's the, where I think this game is. Is there a roadmap or anything like season battle pass I mean, related? I, I, well, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually wanted to look into it right to see because this game needs more character classes needs more characters it needs more maps and it needs some better tuning and balance on the characters themselves right now john the characters are each have like a difficulty rating next to them john is the easiest to play and he seems like the most dominant he seems incredibly incredibly strong um to the point where it doesn't make sense to have a team of four different characters it probably makes the most sense to have like a Robin, two Johns, and then maybe a Marion, you know, okay. or maybe, or maybe just rock four Johns who like, who cares at that point? <laughs> um, there's also this problem where sometimes if you're playing with people, like I said, if you're not playing with friends who understand the gameplay loop and the strategy behind it, it does feel like a lot of the game is just people wanting to fight the other team. And then, I mean, but that's not what the, yeah, you know objective is and so i i don't i don't know i i well if something changes and i'll check back in on this game and i like i said i do see myself 
continuing to play it here and there, but I don't think it's going to be a mainstay in the rotation. Uh, so I quickly jumped to the wiki for this. It looks like the team was inspired by Hunt Showdown by Crytek, and that the Sheriff was inspired by Mr. X. Is the Sheriff daunting? Uh, the Sheriff is insane. I mean, you cannot kill the Sheriff. He can be stunned for a little bit, but he can also just one-shot you. So, yes, the Sheriff is daunting. And so I think that part is cool, but also that AI needs a little bit of tuning as well because there are times where there are times where the Sheriff is dumb as rocks and there are times where it's like the Terminator. And, <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I like I said, I, I feel like there is something there. I just don't know if it'll ever get to where it needs to be. Yeah, is this was this like a purchase or Game Pass? No, this was a purchase. Okay. Um, this was a situation where another one of our friends was, of oh, my friends, was very excited about it, and so he's played and tried many games that we've been excited about, and so this time I was like, you know what? If you're excited about it, it is only a thirty dollar game, to it to its credit, and so I'll I'll, I'll hop in and, and give it a try, and it's, I do want to make clear i don't dislike the game i actually think that there is fun to be had it's just when it's not fun and when it is frustrating mostly due to playing with random people on the internet i think it is very very frustrating actually due to that and due to i think balance issues i'm playing a character that is just doesn't seem as strong and seems like it needs a buff yeah, no, and I refuse to play other <laughs> characters because I'm stubborn. That, that's me with League of Legends. Uh, but doesn't it feel nice that we're in the part of our lives where it's just like thirty dollars? Yeah, fine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. I, I and, and I'm very much aware of yes. that fact that I am privileged in being able to do that. Yeah, and, and just like as a heads up, if Rob and I receive any code for anything, um, we will let you guys know ahead of time. Um, on that just so you guys know where we're coming from but as we talk about most of these games most of this is coming right out of our the money's coming right out of our pockets um you know to play these games or game pass which god is a godsend yeah it really is a blessing (laughs) yeah uh man the good old days when we i used to write for the site and Bilal used to be able to get me advanced codes i'll never forget what was the review Witcher three the witcher three oh my god so we didn't get that early we got it like day of release. Yeah, maybe? it was. Mm, was it? I feel like you had a little bit more time. Mm, all I know is there were already reviews out at other sites, and obviously yeah. we're not going to. Yeah. You know, the site's not going to compete with big sites as is. But I wanted to get it out as fast as possible, and so I put in like fifty hours in three days, and it almost killed me. But you know, I got I got it. That's that's games review sometimes though. Yeah, right. I got it out. I got it done. Uh, And still, I mean, still, even even though it was a undertaking 
I, I still love that game. I'm, I still think it's one of the best games I've ever played. You know, so. I have two to three quests left in that game for the main story, and I just never got around to wrapping that up. And oh, I don't you're... know. I don't know why. You're nuts. I know. I just need to go in and just do it at, before. I was gonna say before the generation wraps up, but it's already wrapped up. It's all right. So yeah. Pretty soon we're gonna get a Series X optimized and PlayStation Five optimized version of that game. You just start over. Yeah. And uh, it, and I know this last one you've been itching to talk about. Yeah, and so I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. I think I'm like halfway through the battle pass already. And so far, it is everything I wanted, honestly. I mean, the arenas mode is a ton of fun. I I think it's exactly what this game needed i th- i i hope that that is something that this game continues to do to be fresh is introduce new modes into into it and that apex legends does become just a platform in and of itself and i will say though that while i do love the arena mode and think it's a nice change of pace from the battle royale I think Apex Legends Battle Royale is the best at being playable with random people because of the way the ping system and the um, context-sensitive alerts and stuff like that are in this game. Arena is near impossible to play if you're not communicating with the other people on your team. Uh, Teamwork is more important and necessary in this mode than the battle royale and by far and a well a team that's a well-oiled machine and is cooperating well together will dominate every time now luckily the rounds aren't that long if you are getting rolled so it's not that painful but i will say that and i don't even know what they could do to fix that problem i think it's just the nature of the type of competitive mode that it is um, I will say that if you are going to give this a try and you have some friends, that's the best way to go about it, which is the case in most competitive multiplayer games, if we're being honest. I think part of the problem also is I'm at a point in my life and an age in my life where I'm just not going to get on the mic with random yeah. people, right? And that's part of why I like Battle Royale, the Battle Royale mode so much, because I really just can ping everything and get my message across. I think because there is less downtime in arena than there is in battle royale. It becomes harder to, in the midst of a fight kind of, you know, say what you want to, to happen. Um, as far as season nine is concerned, I think that the new weapon introduced, the bow is very cool. I think it's too strong. Uh, I think it needs probably, it's already gotten one nerf. I think it probably needs another one or maybe I'm just not good enough with it. Is but it like the you... torque bow? So, uh kind of i mean obviously the torque bow is has explosive tips right yeah. and gears uh but the motion is kind of like that where you are cranking it back charge it to get to full strength and then and then releasing it does have a nice little timing mechanic with one of the hop-ups so that you can if you find the attachment for it you can get kind of more of a rapid fire and it's timing based okay and that's really nice i think just right now it is uh it is very accurate and does a lot of damage for how accurate it is. I mean, if you don't, if you, if it's fairly early in the game and you still have just a white helmet, this 
thing can take you out in two shots. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so that just feels like really strong for <laughs> a bow, in my opinion. Um, I also don't want it to get nerfed into the ground, right? And Apex actually has a problem with introducing new weapons and getting the balance right. I think that it tends to lean on the weapons being too strong <laughs> to start off. Yeah, I uh, mean, I mean, it, it, I think with a lot of these online games, it becomes hard to balance a, in a real-world situation. I mean, you can right. throw a thousand testers at it, and then... Right you put another thousand streamers on it and they'll come up with things you never thought of or right. ways to play uh, with it. A hundred percent. And yeah. to their credit, they are usually very, very good. Yeah. I mean, the Spitfire at the beginning of the season was also really, really strong and they've already brought that down to a level where, while I think it's still very strong, it's not, I mean, it was a monster before mm-hmm. and the new, the new legend is awesome. I mean, Valkyrie is so much fun. Her mobility, it, I heard she's scary in the arena. Uh, I think, I think she is one of the best. I don't know. I, it's tough. Very good Valkyries are very good. Bad Valkyries are bad because Valkyrie is vulnerable when she is using her jetpack because mm-hmm. she can't use her jetpack and fire at the same time. So if your team is coordinated and they see her go up and everybody just fires on her, that's it. She's done. Um. I think she's very good in the arena. I think she's even better in the battle royale, honestly. I mean, in the arena mode, there's no real need for her ultimate uh, just because the map itself is so small. But in the battle royale, using her ultimate to rotate into the circle or to third party a fight, the one thing that they didn't talk about leading up to her release that I discovered upon playing her was that she actually has a passive where when she uses her ultimate or even when she gets out of the drop ship initially, she highlights other teams in her vicinity um, and marks them. So you can kind of see who's around you. So when you're doing a rotation, you can see if where you're about to land is safe or if you're doing a, if you're going to third party, you can see where the two teams are and where they're fighting. So you can position properly i i think she is very very strong i think her tactical is the cluster grenades are are strong but not broken right i actually think that's balanced right i know there was some talk from them that they thought that she might be overpowered Mm -hmm. and while i think she's strong i don't think she's overpowered and so you know there's always with any game that has champions the new one releases everyone is always like they're broken but then you give it a weekend and people have figured out how to play against them or you know uh, work against it sometimes they are broken sometimes their numbers just need I mean, to be or values listen, just need to be adjusted but listen, yeah horizon was broken mm-hmm. she at first she wasn't because people didn't know how to play her but once people learned how to play her she was yeah broken and nuts and the changes they've made to her to bring her down a little bit are are smart and and perfect so i do trust them to get you know i was complaining about the boat earlier i do trust them to get everything in line uh i like the changes they made to olympus it's still my least favorite map but uh it is much better the areas with the ships that they've introduced are more interesting and um and i i I think it is much better than than it was before oh that's awesome Yep. And so, I might, uh, what I have, have you been playing? <laughs> I was just gonna say, I have a friend that uh, my uh, friend from elementary school. I was in preschool with this guy. Uh, he was at the baby shower. Who uh, he was like, 
you promised me you'd install Apex and it would play together. And I was like, I will, I will, I promise. It's just been crazy. <laughs> hey, just let me know, man. I'm always there. You need a third. Is, I'm is, down to play. Is there cross-play on that? Like, because he's yes. on, he has a PS4. Um, and so, could I just play there, with him off the Xbox? There is cross-play. I don't know how it works. Okay. So you'll have to do that research. <laughs> yeah, guess like I'll have to do that research. Yeah. Um. So what I've been up to. Um. So like I said, I had a busy week, but that didn't mean, um, I didn't have time to play some games. Uh. And so while I was go- coming to and fro from families at my parents' house, uh, visiting my sister and brothers that were coming in town that were at my parents, I brought my backbone with me. I wanted to, uh, you know, just. You know, there's some downtime. Not, it's not like everybody's. We're doing something at all all hours of the day. So we're there's a few. You know, maybe like 20 minutes or something. I wanted to fire up uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming um, and uh, on iOS in this case. Uh, you know, and just play something. And so I decided to test out Minecraft Dungeons and or, or Yakuza Zero because I was like, you know, this is a long game. Maybe I can just fire this up and play it quickly you know, a bit here, a bit there, and, you know, save it. And over time, I make progress on these games in the background. A problem I ran into is uh, maybe that initial week was great, but cloud gaming on iOS is it been in a terrible place. Like, everything is super laggy. Uh, it just doesn't... Uh, like, it, it's unplayable uh, for me. I remember sitting at the barber on Wednesday last week and being like, I have a fast enough connection uh, let me just fire up Minecraft Dungeons. I'll use the touch controls. So I didn't have my controller with me, and it, it, it was unplayable. Um, but then when I was at my parents, I you know I, I tried the same thing. Gigabit connection. My down speeds were over three hundred uh, megabytes per second on Wi-Fi. It, you know, same thing, unplayable. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I have, let me let me stream into my console that's at home and see how that works. I did that. I downloaded Minecraft Dungeons. I fired it up. Amazing. Smooth. Great. And I'm just like, what's the problem here? Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with cloud gaming on iOS. I know I've been following some of the Epic um, versus Apple case. And, you know, a lot of them say, like, the native apps were the functionality. You know, if you can have a native app, it will run better compared to a web, uh, web app. Um, right. And so, uh, you know, a part of me wonders if it's, you know, if, Microsoft was allowed to have a native app uh, on iOS. It would stream better. I know you said you had a great time on PC where it just seemed to work um, fine. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, it, it's kind of disappointing because something like Minecraft Dungeons, like I was having a blast with like the first couple of levels. Like it's simple. It's nothing too intense. Um, it, it scratched that Diablo itch in a very si- simplified manner. Uh, right. And I, it's just something I want to... I, I want to play on the go, but in this case, it was just, um, I, I, I'm really disappointed with the state of it right now, and I hope there's a significant update coming. I know it's still in beta, but um, to see it like degrade so fast uh, hasn't really been exciting. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, you know, I mentioned a few weeks back, I picked up Judgment, which just got released on Xbox um uh, you know series x optimized i started that um it you know it carries over that um fighting style from the original yakuza games that uh, a beat-em-up action based um 
like, like Yakuza Like a Dragon, this is, uh, maybe more so in this in case of Judgment, I really enjoy watching this game. <laughs> like, I just want to give me the cutscenes. <laughs> it's like, got like That's a cool. really cool, like, thriller noir uh, story going on. You know, you play as a detective that used to be a lawyer who got yeah. off this guy um, who then went on to murder his wife. And, he, you know, he's like, he stopped being a lawyer after that day. Um, and so, you know, you, you still takes place in Kamurocho, a staple of the Yakuza series. And this is like more modern day. It's more 2018. And I can swear to God, I, I, I don't know what location it's based off of, but I've been there. <laughs> and um, I've been there when I was in Japan. And I, I'm like about to call over my wife and be like, we were here, right? Like, oh, you remember this building? <laughs> um, and like, uh, I did that in like, in like a dragon with Osaka. I was like, I was like, remember that giant crab? We had crab right there. And she's like, yeah, no, I remember that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. So it, it's actually really neat that they do that. Um, so, you know, I started that two hours in. Um, it, it, it's a great time. Um, not too big on the action beat em up. Uh, and the studio behind those games has already said that going forward, the Yakuza Like a Dragon uh franchise will be its turn-based rpg and i mean just just yakuza yeah. as a whole yeah will be and then the service yeah and then uh judgment will be its action beat em up um franchise going forward and you know which I, they like i think it yeah which is yeah what, the right what you think super it. yeah i think that's super yeah. smart right is i think that they do have fans and they don't want to alienate those fans that did love yakuza with the action style that it had before and they still get kind of that hard edge Mm-hmm. you know although over the top and and combat in a franchise by the same developer and yet they're by all accounts yakuza like a dragon was a big hit you know especially amongst credits and people who played it and the switch over to the jrpt worked for that uh the turn-based rpg i should say worked for them and so i think that's super smart right and then you can continue to release these games one after another without them feeling stale. Yeah, and uh, you know, they had, or, I think last week they announced that Judgment's getting uh, a sequel, Lost Judgment, comes out in September. So that you know that kicked me up uh, to you know play through the original. I mean, it looks, it runs great. In a part of me thinks it even runs better, like in the city, the city movement, like when you're on the well, on the map, uh, then you close it like a dragon. But I do know, like a dragon did come together a bit faster and like last minute as they they, they tied into that, those RPG elements. So I'm hoping the sequel to that does better. But you know, uh, if you if you're a fan of the game, you haven't picked up Judgment, um, definitely recommend. Um, giving it a go. It's uh, something I'll likely be touching on. Not too much, but probably once I finish it in future episodes. Last thing I want to touch upon, um, Returnal. I don't know if you saw my tweets about my experience with Returnal last week. Um, let me paint the picture. It's Thursday night, Friday morning. I need to be up by 9.30 with my wife to go pick up a piece of furniture. Um, Thursday night, we come back from her parents uh, from, a, from a dinner Uh we get back, we do some cutting uh, for uh, the baby shower on Saturday. And, you know, I fired up Returnal. I was doing a run. I paused it. Um, at this point, uh, and just to, like, paint the picture for Returnal, there are six biomes in Returnal. So uh, there's six different areas you need to get through in order to get to uh, the end game. 
the biomes are broken up into like one to three and then four to six. And so like if you die, you begin either at one or four, uh, depending on where you are in the game. And you can unlock a shortcut depending on the last boss you beat to the latest biome. So you st- so <laughs> I started in biome one. I had not beat biome three. Um, and so I played through all of biome one. I found the shortcut for three. I get into three and my wife's like, oh, I need some help. Help me out. So it's 2 a.m. I decided oh, like by the time I finished helping her and I was like, well, I'm, she's like, make sure you don't stay up too late. I need uh, we have a busy date on Friday. We have a lot of errands to run just i was like yeah no worries i'm just gonna take an attempt on this uh boss again i only had fought the third boss once and i was like okay yeah i probably won't beat it uh but uh, this run will probably end with me dying 2 a.m start up get to the boss beat it with like a sliver of health and i am my adrenaline's pumped i'm just like yes got to go i get sent to the fourth biome everything kind of resets um, and you know, there's a great, it's like the end of act one. Uh, and I'm like, okay, let me just see how far I can go. Start playing through biome four, get to the boss, beat it on my first try. And my heart rate as I beat the fourth boss is like 142. Um, like Apple watch is just like, what is going on? Are you okay? <laughs> and I'm just like, I am just like, it's like three or four in the morning now. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't stop. Why would I stop? What if my I have guests coming over. They haven't seen the PS5. What if they want to play it? I, there's no save, so I ha, I need to play. I see this through. Get to the fifth biome. Um, going through it, I have to get these three keys. I'm unlocking these new upgrades. That everything's starting to click. Like, oh, now I can go into this area in the previous biomes. Get through it. There was no boss at the end of the fifth biome, but it, there's like big end rooms, a gauntlet of enemies you have to get through. Get through the fifth biome. I'm in the sixth biome. It is like 5.30 in the morning. I am. I have a chat with my boss and my coworker. Uh, they're playing Returnal. Uh, I know they're sleeping. I know they won't get the notifications because they sleep with the, their phones on Do Not Disturb. So I'm just updating them as I go. My boss is up at 5.30. He starts responding to me. He's like, are you going to go for it? I'm like, yeah, I'm going for it. So playing through the sixth, I am having the run of my life. I get to the final boss. My coworker works up. He's like, he's like, I just woke up to twenty nine texts. I thought something happened. Um, he's like, and <laughs> something then, did happen. Yeah, and so like they're cheering me on. Um, and I get to the final boss. I beat it, and like, but the sun is out. My cat had was sleeping on the cat tree. Had like gotten up at six a.m. Was looking at me like, bro, did you even sleep? What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, um, that's awesome. And so, yeah, so. It was 6.30, the credits had rolled, and then I was like, holy shit, I'm, like, pumped. I am, like, adrenaline coursing through my veins. I could lift the car if I, I felt like it. Um, one thing that was super annoying, I no trophies popped during that run, so I didn't get any trophies for beating the bosses, for beating the game, and I was just like, I made, like, I recorded, uh, I saved the, rec- uh, the recordings of, like, my playthrough, just I was like, in case anyone's like, you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I was literally about to call <laughs> yeah. you a liar. Yeah. And say that you made all this up. I, I just, like, I found the weapon, it all worked, and, like, the game is, when you have that run and everything just clicks, it is amazing. Um, and I had a great time, the story is great, I'm might go back to clean up some of those trophies um there's like a third act that 
um, for like another ending that you can unlock that uh, I might work on. It, not putting it as a priority, but man, what an experience. It honestly felt like I played a Dark Souls game from beginning to end without dying. That, that's what it felt like. Um, that's awesome, but man. I, it, but it, it's one of my big criticisms because like, I was so scared of losing my spot and losing that momentum um, that I shouldn't have had to stay up all night to get this done. I like the scariest part was crawling back into bed without waking up my wife and then functioning on a day full of errands with two and a half hours of sleep. Worth it? Probably not at the end of the day, but it was honestly it's, it's, it's my like top gaming moment of like 2021 so far. I mean, if we're being honest, definitely not worth it. Yeah. But also, I would do the same thing. So, I, like everything, like I was just nailing enemies. Like the weapon I had was just carrying me through. Uh, I, I wasn't getting hit. It, I was playing smart. It was just why would I stop? And mm, it was. If you can get it to run like that in Returnal, it's great. But I'm all. I've also been on the other end of it where it's like where you just get stuck in a biome and, or you have a bad run where you're not getting the right weapons and it's just frustrating because you don't feel like you're making any progress. Um, so, great game. It just depends on the run you get. Yeah, so I'm actually going to start that soon. I finished Resident Evil 8, sent it back in the mail the very next day, and by the next day, I got a notification that they had sent me out Returnal. It's actually one of the fastest turnarounds for that I've ever had with Gamefly. Uh, fortunately I had a busy weekend, so I was out this weekend, but when I got back, I, it was already in my mailbox. And so I had, a was going to try to actually get some, play a little bit of it today so that I could at least talk with you about it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, as I said, I had court earlier and was just prepping before it and stuff like that. So didn't, didn't get a chance yet, but I am looking forward to it. I, I mean, I've talked about this before. I'm not like the biggest roguelite fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do enjoy Hades. I still have it. I had that like kick on it and I haven't gotten back to it just because Resident Evil Village took me away from it. But I want to get back to that. I want to play this because of the fact that I love how, how smart games control. Mm -hmm. And I just think the look of this game and the atmosphere of this game is, is what's enticing me right now. It seems right up my alley in those regards. So I mean, I, there's a very real possibility that I play this game for two hours and then go, nope, just not for me. I, right? you know, and I, I agree with you because when RE8 came out, I cooled off on Returnal. Uh, part of me was like, uh, maybe I'm done with this. I, how much more time do I want to do? And like firing, and I fired it up for a run and thinking and knowing that was going to be my last run all weekend. And had that run not gone well, I don't know if I would have fired it back up or not anytime soon yeah and so it, it just happened to be the run i think it took me 33 runs uh, to get that win um but man feels good to just be like i, I beat it and yeah i made that exciting. i made like that last boss couldn't do shit to me <laughs> yeah. yeah um it, it gets it becomes very bullet hellish and as you work your way through it at the end um you just when you have that run you feel unstoppable. Um, and I hope a lot of people get to experience that. Um, not in, I just hope it doesn't require them staying up all night to do it. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. All right. 
with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the news. Man, we can't take a I'll another do, week off yeah. because I, I I didn't go too far back. I did stuff from I think mostly the last week. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that's happened. Um, that you know I wish we could get into, but we're already running a bit long, so I'm gonna keep this quick. Um, Rob, remember that open world sandbox game? Um, that everybody loved from the Xbox 360. Uh, yeah, GTA five sure that one um it's coming to the xbox or series s and x G- and gta PS5. 4 <laughs> or no so no let's let's be honest saints road the third yes. was fantastic yes right i mean we joke around saints road third was fantastic and it's actually is one of my favorite open world sandbox games uh i i don't think it gets i i think saints row the third is a better more fun game than the past to Grand Theft Auto have been 100% agreed um, and so GTA got Grand Theft Auto got more serious uh, and like right it tells these tell fine stories um, uh, it just I think when I played Grand Theft Auto 3 Vice City San Andreas it was used about using those cheat codes and just like causing havoc being right. having silly fun time um, something that tank can just going on a tear or against the police and that's kind of what saints row the third did it just gave you an arsenal of stuff with and at, a crazy at, story to do it and it makes you feel powerful right? yeah almost the whole way through yeah i i think this is very cool i am not i just don't i don't get that hyped with remasters and it's the same reason mm-hmm. that i don't play campaign games over and over again yep. right it's just that like i i play it i i get my fill most of the time i'm very happy for it that i, I did play it and stuff like that but i just I, i'm not gonna go back yeah and while i think this is very cool and it would be nice to kind of see it running in in 60 frames in 4k um yeah and, and and just to give some details on what this is it's saints row the third remastered which came out on the xbox one and ps4 so if you have this already purchased it's a free upgrade for you uh, and what it's doing is it's essentially taking the PC edition of the game and running it on high settings. So for the Xbox Series X and PS5, uh, you get a frame rate boost of up to 60 frames per second with dynamic 4K resolution. While the Xbox Series S, um, players can choose between a performance mode of 60 frames per second or a BD mode of 30 frames per second. Um, you know, th- with SSDs, you get faster loading times. And they've added a Saints purple a glow color to the DualSense controller, um, which you know it doesn't sound like that glow color thing doesn't sound that exciting. But I'll say in Returnal, when uh, I had to quickly like I, I looked down at my controller, it was a nice indicator of like where my health was at. Even in Resident Evil Village as well, um, it, it's a good that glow light is a pretty nice thing. Um, I think it does a better job than the PS4 controller did. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, I think that's a cool touch. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, is it, is it necessary? Is it that big of a deal? No, but it's a nice touch. I mean, why not? Right? If you could do it, do it. Yeah. And um, and then on the other hand, uh, other end of the story, you have Rockstar saying that GTA Five will fi- play. You know, players will finally be able to play GTA Five on November 11th on the Xbox Series S and X and PS Five. You know, this game that has now spanned three console generations. They, I mean, we knew that this was coming because yeah. they announced this a long time ago. We just didn't know when. 
Uh, I have to imagine that this, if not for the pandemic, that this would have been at least a little bit closer to the launch of these consoles. Mm-hmm. But because yeah, again, they announced this uh, in the P- the PS Five yes, stream. It was like right. the first thing for whatever reason. Yeah, and so I, I, I mean, I've already played this game. I never got into GTA Five online. I never yeah. got to GTA Online. So, I mean, I, to those who are excited, more power to you. And uh, truth be told, that is that isn't to say that I don't get excited when games get Series X. Series S, Series X, and PlayStation 5 updates because when it's a game I haven't played before but I've been curious about, it gives me a reason to finally jump in yeah. and stuff. So my being ho-hum on this is really just the fact that I've already played GTA 5 yeah. and enjoyed it. And, and and they haven't said too much of what's coming. They, they're saying new features uh, and more, which they'll announce at a later date. The one thing that does um, intrigue me is that they say, in honor of the upcoming 20th anniversary of the genre-defining Grand Theft Auto 3, we'll have even more fun surprises this year, including some specifically for GTA Online players. I don't know if this is a remaster of GTA 3. That would actually be really neat um, to see, because honestly, that game maybe it doesn't hold up as well now, but that game changed the landscape of what open-world sandbox game was. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and and other news, we can talk about some of the games coming to soon to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, this was earlier today, right? Yes. When they made this announcement, I think I saw it popped up. Like I said, game. every 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 episode, there's a new Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. I mean, they're constantly adding stuff. A, a lot of these are just announcements that hey, these games are coming to cloud as well now and they're already available on console and pc so just to go through the list quickly we have uh peggle 2 which is coming to cloud streaming plants vs zombies battle for neighborville fusion frenzy joyride turbo those are all coming to cloud coming to console we have mech warrior 5 coming to cloud and console conan exiles we coming to cloud console and pc we have the catch uh carp and that? course carp and course i don't fishing man uh snow runner man eater coming to console and pc the wild at heart knockout city coming to pc slime rancher which is already available on console and i think on cloud as well uh secret neighbor and then uh what are these other two so hold on i can't quite read the solasta yeah solasta crown of the magister and spellforce 3 soul harvest now they also announced that there are more games with that support touch controls only now. Those games are Banjo Tooie, Call of the Sea, Genesis Noir, Narita Boy, Nier Automata becomes its God's Edition, Rain on Your Parade, Two Point Hospital. All this stuff is good news, especially the more games coming to touch. I like that you can move the touch controls themselves kind of farther mm-hmm. off the screen or farther in if you like i find myself kind of moving them all the way to the edge as much as possible and even sometimes off centering them i i really want to see how near handles uh, what touch controls i mean there's there's no way it works but <laughs> it is gonna i will try it out yeah now this is what i want to say and the only thing i really want to say about this new story is at this point where we're getting spoiled right and getting all these these games on here seems like while it still blows my mind every time it does seem kind of par for the course but this lineup in particular 
is like what I think the best use case for Game Pass is, right? I mean, obviously the best part about Game Pass is when we get these big blockbusters day and date with release, right? I mean, us getting Outriders was awesome. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're going to get the next Halo, the fact that we're going to get the next thing from Bethesda, the fact that we're going to get those big games is amazing. The fact that games like Knockout City, The Wild at Heart, Snowrunner, these games where I've seen and we're like, oh, that seems cool. I'm not I'm not sure if that's for me or, oh, that game seems really neat. The fact that I can just try them first without having to make a full commitment to them, you know, especially like these smaller titles where even if they're priced only at $20, $30 at launch, that's still 20 or $30, right? I mean, money is money. Yeah, right? and, if- and, and games like uh, The Wild at Heart and Knockout City are day one on Game Pass. Exactly. And, like, uh, Knockout City is a multiplayer game. Um, yep. You know, it's a team-based dodge- dodgeball. I think EA showed this. When did they... I don't, remember, I don't know, but yeah. they made a big deal about it yeah. at one of the most recent Nintendo Directs, maybe two Directs ago yeah. or something like that. And I believe this game is also cross-platform, if I'm not mistaken. So, I I mean, the fact that it is coming day and day to Xbox Game Pass is kind of a big deal. And this is the game especially that I was like, man, that seems like it could be a lot of fun. But I don't know if I want to, like, commit, Yep. you know? Uh, especially since, what's that? Oh, it, it kind of reminded me of like Rocket Arena where when I saw Rocket Arena, I was like, oh, that looks like it'd be fun, but I'm just, I'm not sure. And and even with Game Pass, I was able to try Rocket Arena and, and I was right. It is fun, but it's also not something I'm going to be dedicating a lot of time to. Um, so being able to try this and give this a shot and seeing if it is the type of game that, you know, I could play with the guys and mix in rotation, play with my son, maybe even if it's simple enough, maybe even get my, my daughter, you know, to play as she starts to dabble more and more in, into games. This is a, just another reason why Game Pass is so good. It doesn't always have to be tens and nines and triple A games, right? It does give a place for these smaller titles to find an audience and build a following. And you know, I I'm I'm excited. Yeah, and like uh I know it's not part of this story, but it was also announced today that um the co op shooter uh, RPG The Ascent uh, is coming to Game Pass day one on July 29th and yeah so the the big news there yeah. was the date because we did know The Ascent was coming because yeah. it was part of Microsoft's E3 where they was it E3? Oh, it, it's one of those <laughs> uh, it's been so long right right it was one of those announcements where they were like all and all these games are yeah. coming to Xbox Game Pass or whatever and so, and I'm I'm really excited about that game in particular. That's another one of those mm. games that looks like it is right up my alley, both in you know the way it it controls and its uh, environment and art style. Yeah, um, yeah, and then other things as part of this update is um, Minecraft Dungeons is getting a new DLC. Um, Minecraft is getting a How to Train Your Dragon DLC. What year is it? Uh, I, I, <laughs> um, and then you know we have a couple games leaving Game Pass at the end of the month: Assetto Corsa, Bro Force, The Kingdom Hearts HD One Point Five Plus One Point Plus 
2.5 remix and HD 2.8 final chapter to prologue. Um, so if you haven't played through the Kingdom Hearts series, it might be a good time to pick those up. Honestly, though, maybe do something else with their time because it doesn't pay <laughs> off. Kingdom- <laughs> um, it doesn't. It's it's not worth the investment. Do anything else. I'm pretty sure I've made my Kingdom Hearts opinions known in the past. You, you know, uh, it, it, this was before Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, I would say otherwise. But man, what a letdown Kingdom Hearts 3 was. You know what uh, I but said? I will, I sh- I'll pick up that next numbered installation. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I'm a sucker. I'll, uh, I I need to go and give and play Void Bastards a little bit more. I had, yeah. I had started to play it and then fell off of it for um, some reason. And I've always wanted to go back. And maybe I should just go back and play it a little bit before this leaves at the end of the month. Yeah, that surrounding Mars and Broforce um, also leaving. Uh, All right, real yeah. real quick, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go ahead and, and read this next story because it's the only one of the ones that are left that I actually care about. And then I can let you write out the rest of the episodes so we can get out of here. But uh, so Sony revealed two new DualSense controllers, um, the Midnight Black and Cosmic Red PS5 controllers are coming soon i believe they're coming in june if i'm not mistaken yeah it says here june i i love headsets clearly i also love controllers and i love when the color schemes are they when they look good i think microsoft has been blowing sony out of the water lately when it comes to releasing different variants of their mm-hmm. controller in, in different colors and stuff like that different schemes um I, I mean, I dare you to say. I I don't that. like camo. Okay, so I will say <laughs> I don't like camo. Yes. And and I think what Microsoft has done well though is that usually when they announce a camo, they announce a non-camo yes. as well. And so I, you know, I have the the pulse red, which is a beautiful. I mean, I don't like red normally. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful red uh, controller. I got the electric volt controller that just finally came in hmm. that's that like a neon uh yellow green one which was announced at the same time as the latest camo one and i i love the way that one looks i mean it is you know oh that's uh yeah that's high that's light yes. that's the lime yes. color of gatorade yes. right there <laughs> it is, yes it is called electric volt for a reason uh it yes and i love the way that controller looks so i i got the cyberpunk one um I pre-ordered it before Cyberpunk came out. Yeah, it's a, it's a great controller. It's a fantastic-looking yeah. controller. Yeah, just I wish it was the new model controllers, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing. And so I get excited about new controller colors and stuff yeah. coming out. And I will say that uh, of these two controllers that were announced, is I know I said I'm not the biggest red fan, but I think this Cosmic Red looks really, really nice. It's like a little bit of a darker hue. Um, red it's like a burgundy almost mm-hmm. and uh, I think it looks really nice and really really sharp if I didn't already have three controllers two with uh, vinyl skins on them um, you gotta show me these yeah yeah I yeah. will because I, I bought them for uh, the kids and so I wanted them to each have their own controller because you'll you'll see mm-hmm. <laughs> as you have kids is it's much better if not that it's it's not enough to have enough controllers for everybody. It's good if you could just be like, oh, this is yours and this is yours. So you better take care of them because this is yours and this is yours. But dad, this and is a PS3 controller. 
yeah. And so my daughter, her, I'll show you the, uh, um, next time we yeah. record, I'll, I'll grab them and I'll bring them over. My son's has a Miles Morales vinyl Ooh. on it, um, which I, I want actually custom made, uh, because they didn't quite have the the picture I wanted. And then my daughter's has a, a Harley Quinn one because my daughter's name is is Quinn after Harley Quinn. And so, but yeah, so, and and obviously while I I don't mind vinyl skins and stuff like that, and I actually have a vinyl skin for my Xbox Elite version two controller. I have a Rocket Raccoon skin on there. Um, I, I need to send me a picture sometime this week. I, I, I will. I'll show you all of them. Yeah. Um, and um, so, so question about the vinyls? Do they? Yes. Do they interfere with like the feel of the controller for you, or do they they feel good? No, they feel they feel good. Easy to put yeah. on. No. No, okay. <laughs> I mean easy enough. My my listen. It's actually what I was gonna say is that while I do and I do like vinyl ones, I I can never get them. It's like trying to pit the freaking glass screen protectors on my phone. I can never get it just right. You know, I can mm-hmm. never get it perfect without a bubble or a little crease. You know, um, so while I think it they they are on well, they're not on perfectly and so that's always that's why i do prefer if i could just get an official manufacturer you know yeah a different color variant and so i do think the cosmic red one is very nice i know a lot of people wanted a all black playstation and all a playstation 5 and and an all black controller and i actually was one of those people as well that was kind of confused as why as to why they didn't offer that, considering I think that the PlayStation Five is very, very ugly. I still think it's very, very ugly. My brother okay. saw it for the first time, and he was like, "What the hell is that?" I mean, I think it is is so big. I, I'm lucky that the where I have it right now, it almost looks like some sort of weird art piece that I, you know, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have spent money on. Uh, but it kind of fits in into the look. Is yours the digital uh, or the disc? The the disc. Yeah. Uh, so it's got that fat gut. Uh, I was one of those people who thought that maybe they should have just released an all black, that it, it would have looked sleek and, and, you know, granted we're just talking about a controller here and not the, I think this controller is boring. I don't, I mean, okay. I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to think that it looks, you know, sleek and it, it looks nice. I think this controller looks boring. Actually, this black controller makes me appreciate the white one so much I, more. I love this black one oh I, I love it um i i've already ordered both <laughs> <laughs> you know what's okay between you and me right is i had the red one in my cart and was about to check out and then just was like i don't there's i there's not gonna be a fourth person playing like i just i, I just don't don't do it so i i agree with you i said the same exact thing and then i was like you know what? It's a gift for me. <laughs> so, you know, in the, in the one situation where I do run into like, hey, I have four people over. You know, I, I said this yeah. last generation and never happened. Actually, no, it did happen. It did happen once. And yeah. Yeah, I had the controllers for the yeah. Xbox. I Listen, I'm just hoping. I mean, I listen, I can't yeah. say anything because I have like between the Xbox One controllers, the Elite version 2, and now the, the four uh yeah four of the new version controllers in my house i've got like 10 xbox controllers in in this house so so do you the funny thing is i just added another one technically because i was able to get my hands on and bought my son a series s and so yeah 
Yeah, that thing is that thing is nuts how small it is, I man. I want to get one uh, to run the emulators on it. Uh, I okay. don't know if you've seen what people have done with it. Maybe we'll t- I'll, I'll dive into it next week. I'll get more <laughs> details for you. But it, yeah. it, it's like if you could put it in dev mode, you can install something to install emulators and just play classic games. Um, yeah. And it runs them really well on the Series S and Series X. Um, yeah. No, that thing is that thing is 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 slick, man. It's nice. I mean, it does kind of look like a speaker, but it 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 is nice and it's perfect for his desk, which is where his Xbox does. And it's hooked up to his monitor, which is a 1080p monitor, but does have variable refresh rate nice. on it through uh, FreeSync. FreeSync, yeah. And it's a hundred. It's a 144 hertz monitor. Mm-hmm. So, granted, the Series S can only do 100 up to 120 hertz, mm-hmm. but so I have it set up at 120 hertz with variable refresh rate at 1080. I mean, that's all those alone is, is good enough yeah. for him. It's going to be a huge improvement over the Xbox One S that he was playing with before. So, I mean, this makes it easier for his next gift, right? You just get him the memory card. <laughs> you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't. He plays a lot of PC. He seems to be his main focus right now. And, and truth be told, the Series S is mostly, the Xbox is mostly so that he went for when he plays with me. And, uh, and actually, when he plays Apex Legends, he's just used to playing on the controller. Uh, there so he plays apex on there and so it's really just so that he'll continue to play games with me because i don't want to i don't want to play on the pc i mean i do sometimes and when i have to but i still just would much rather sit in my chair with my headphones in front of my big tv uh downstairs in the game room um but yeah so that's it for my stories why don't you go ahead and wrap up the rest of the news yeah so i know we in the past we've talked about um the graphics card shortage uh and so nvidia came out and they've announced that like what they've started doing moving forward for the rtx 3080 3070 and 3060 ti is that all the models that are now shipping from late may and this might explain why the cards have been almost impossible over the last couple of months to get is um, they'll start shipping with something called light hash rate, which will make it um, the cards not as great to um, crypto miners. Uh, so hopefully the cards become more available to people that actually want to game. Um, here's hoping NVIDIA doesn't release something that makes it useless again uh, in terms of a driver update, removing that hash rate out of the way or someone finds a way to get around it. Um, what this has done, though, is th- those cards that are available right now, the earlier versions, have skyrocketed in price up to four times their MSRP. Um, so if you have one of those cards, you might actually be sitting on like a little bit of gold mine of cash. Um, could you imagine selling a graphics card for almost five grand? <laughs> it- it's insane. Um, no, it's nuts, man. It- it's ap- absolutely insane. So there might be some relief in the near future for anyone trying to buy a 3000 series card. Um, uh, and the, so fingers crossed because I would love one. Um, and then the last one, uh, you know, as a soon to be father, the best type of game out there for me is an MMO, right? <laughs> so, um, Final Fantasy uh, 14 had a digital uh, event uh, last week or over the weekend. And they announced that they're, uh, next expansion, Endwalker, will be releasing on November 23rd. Um, it will include a new race uh, for, or it's an existing race, but a male variant for the Vera race, which was female only in the past. Uh, it will come with a new 
Alliance raid series called Myths of the Realm. Um, there's a new beast tribe called Loporids, which look like little bunny people. Because, sure, why not? Um, there's new areas um, based off the lore. I won't go into too much detail about that. A brand new hub city. Uh, they announced the second new class, uh, uh, which is a, a melee DPS job called the Reaper. Um, and so, you know, I'm excited for this. I'm planning on diving back into 14 um, this week, uh, trying to get through the story for Heaven's Word, Stormblood, and uh, Shadowbringers before uh, everything wraps up. And for um, folks waiting on the resolution, there's, I believe, one more patch coming at the end of this month uh, to wrap up the Shadowbringers story and patch things uh, to carry over into Endwalker. Uh, for Final Fantasy 15 or 14 in this case uh, and if you play on uh, consoles the PS5 version also just got the next gen update uh, which you know honestly if you got friends looking to play an MMO the base game and the first expansion are free literally tons of hours <laughs> tons of hours of content um, at, available just to try out without having to spend a single penny but the moment you set spend any amount of cash, that's when you have to start paying a subscription um, during it. So if you're looking for an MMO, you couldn't do worse than um, Final Fantasy XIV. And, you know, that does it for this week's news stories. Okay. I mean, like I said, we cannot take <laughs> a, a week off again because we're rolling into a possible two-hour podcast although i'm, I'm gonna be honest it, it it flew by man yeah honestly this is the the least sick i felt <laughs> in the last couple of days so um maybe i just need glad a I, podcast yeah <laughs> glad i could help um yeah i mean as always make sure to follow me over at sunnyvice20 s-u-n-n-y-v-i-c-e-2-0 that's on twitter instagram i listen i promise i'm trying to post more i'm trying just again to have it of when I think of something funny and instead of just keeping it to myself, writing it out as a tweet, looking at it again and then deleting it. I'm also trying to be purposefully like dad jokey when I can. Uh, so I apologize for any tweets along those lines. I think don't, don't apologize I, for dad jokes. I think I wrote one the other day that was like, you know, uh, just came in from doing yard work allergies more like allergies <laughs> oh, okay I, I saw that one and you should delete that one you, you, sh- you should delete that one <laughs> <laughs> and i remember as i'm writing this i'm like this is so bad i have to send it and so i am trying to be better about social media especially since i'm, I'm on twitter all the time um so i i need to be better i need to get the habit also when i am streaming of just putting a, a quick post there that i'm doing it uh they're just especially in the past like week or so I've just been, you know, stressed because I've got a lot of things going on and stuff like that. And I still do want to stream because I, I enjoy it and I I find it relaxing. Um, I just need to be better about also, you know, putting it out there and and promoting it as well to my, as Bilal mentioned, my massive follower count of 74 people. um, I'm sure 65, four of them are bots i was but, gonna say you have at least their 74 quality <laughs> yeah <followers>. right <laughs> uh but 
um so yeah so follow me over there uh that's also where i stream twitch.tv slash sunnyvice20 and feel free to hop in the stream let us know that you listen to the podcast tell your friends about the podcast um and yeah yeah and uh you guys can follow me over on twitter at bilal underscore mion uh and follow the work print at the work print on twitter facebook youtube instagram uh i and you know find our latest stories at the work print or www.theworkprint.com i um you know it's quiet things are quiet right now um we're trying to figure out what to do in terms of content going forward um it is a weird time in the TV verse. Um, uh, I mean, I could dive into hours more on just like exactly what's going on in the world of television, even and that's effects on gaming as well. But um, not for today's show. Uh, I do want to shout out um, uh, Timur Hussein over at Games Gamespot. He is doing a charity stream over for um, medical aid for Palestinians. Uh, and he's already raised... He started at $1,000 as a goal, and he's already raised over $18,000. Um, definitely give him a look. Uh, he's posted a great video on the situation there and why game journalism should uh, be speaking out more about what's going on. Um, and so definitely recommend checking that out. He was also... On a very recent episode, I think it was uh, Monday's episode of the kind of funny Games Daily mm-hmm. uh, podcast, and he gave a very detailed and, and a good kind of like basic primer and breakdown of everything that's going on, and a very simplified version of it so that people can understand why there is now this swelling. I mean... The reality is is this has been going on for what feels Mm -hmm. like a long time, but the, the history of it is something and what exactly is going on is something that everybody needs to, to, to educate themselves on at least to some, some degree and to realize why this is having this outcry. Now Mm -hmm. we, I mean, we've already spent, you know, an hour, 45 minutes plus, talking to you guys and and we we actually talked about this before how we we didn't want to get into it uh on this episode for a number of reasons one both of us are exhausted and and don't feel like we have the energy that's something i I couldn't do it yeah and i couldn't do it proper justice um and that's that's the other yeah and 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 the other thing is that there are already people that are breaking it down explaining it and doing the work uh then better than i think either of us yeah. would have done and that is not to be yeah uh, uh, and that's not to, to to for us to that's not us trying to to cop out because we are talking about it now and bringing attention to it um and so i i highly recommend honestly giving that episode the uh, kind of funny games daily a listen and to give uh tomorrow a, a, a follow i mean the dude even it's funny because you know, I I am very stuck in my ways when it comes to uh, personalities in the video games industry where most of the people I follow on Twitter and that I, I listen to are ones that I have been listening to for a long time. And it's usually through those people that I get introduced to new people. And I had only recently started hearing uh, 
Tamora's voice more and learning about him and, and seeing him and hearing him on streams with other people that I, I watch stream and stuff like that. And he is a very, very likable uh, uh, person and seems like a, a genuinely, genuinely good person. And so, um, and hear him talk on, on this, uh, I think he, he does a very good job and he does it justice. So if you are, uh, curious or, or just wondering what is going on right now with the whole, I think the biggest story as, as, as far as video games is concerned is the whole debacle over at IGN. Mm -hmm. I think if you are trying to get your head around there and don't understand what's going on or why all of this is such a big deal. Um, you know, as somebody, I think what especially hits me is, is, is as somebody with, with children who most of my profession is helping children, um, to see these stories of these innocent children being displaced, injured, and in some cases killed. Um, I think that we should, I think people should want to educate themselves. So if you are, if you have the time, it's not even, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go further than even saying if you're curious or you're confused or want to know if you have the time, just go and at the very least, give his video uh, a watch. Yeah, It's about seven minutes. It's not too yeah. long. Yeah. Definitely recommend it. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure if you're on Instagram, have friends, you probably have friends and stuff sharing it. Take a look at those posts, uh, read through them. Um, you know, uh, I, I honestly feel like this is the first time in a long time where it, it things are happening. Things are, it's finally, the situation's actually getting the attention it deserves. And, um, you know, it's bad out there. So, uh, any awareness, any help, uh, is much appreciated. Um, and yeah, uh, I think with that, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah what a, what a, what, what a, a note. note to end it on. Yes. Jeez. Hey, that's, hey, listen, that's what you get with this podcast, yes. right? You get, you get a, a little bit of everything. It can't always be exploding ice pops. Um, but you know, speaking, I, of, uh, speaking about exploding ice pops, uh, maybe to end on the letter note, I did send you that story about that kid that ordered fifty-one boxes of SpongeBob ice popsicles. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, besides the massive bill his mom get, that kid's gonna experience nothing but disappointment. <laughs> so, uh, but all right, well, until next time, bye bye. Bye.